0: Man, are we in hell? Because it's
1: snowing right now. Is that snow or is that ash? <laughs> Cuz I swear I see some some youngin running around with a red and white cap throwing balls at little animals. <laughs> I think it's ash. There you go. What's Gotta it like up there you. in your your area, Pasty?
0: Um, it's been a very awkward sad blend of on off rain snow sun rain snow sun is it accumulating at all um very little now the sun's gone down uh just just a crusting on the stairs nothing really on the grass it's actually been windy as hell out here today and i haven't seen real wind since redwood falls so
1: yeah Yeah, that's exactly (laughs) what it is here it's it's been raining snowing sleeting off and on it didn't start um, accumulating on the deck until the sun went down, and now it's just like a nice little glaze, and, yeah, and it's super windy. So if you folks listening to this hear some whistling in the background or some wailing, it's slamming not Cher <laughs> singing, I believe, in life after love. It's the wind.
0: <laughs> uh, no, my, my screen doors have been slamming open all day. Can't keep them latched. Oh. Oh, ho. yes. Speaking of doors that can't stay latched, that opening to Hell in a Cell. We'll get into that more soon, but Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks pulled off some shit this year, folks.
1: As they tend to do. Why, You know, WWE switching. They should just switch to an all-women's federation because it seems like the women's matches nine times out of ten outshine the males.
0: Honestly... Right here at the end of 2019, here in October, Pastey says the only reason the women don't have their own show in WWE is because Vince knows it would get better ratings than Raw.
1: I'm not <laughs> going to deny that. <laughs> uh, They're still, uh, they still haven't announced another Evolution pay-per-view. Nope. And they probably won't. Which is dumb and right. weird. Well,
0: just like you couldn't have Becky know, Lynch be weird. the first woman cover of WWE video game by herself. They have to put Roman Reigns on there, which is just dumb. Yeah. I mean, he's already number one contender for the Warrior Award this year, so. Uh,
1: yeah. Oh, my gosh. He's going to get it, and there's going to be right. riot. <laughs> no, there shouldn't be. They better be respectful. I still hope they – we're going off on some tangents. We should start getting into our, our – Things, but I'll say something, I'll let you get something in, and then we'll talk about sponsored, but they really, I, I'm going to say it again, they need to quit letting fans into the Hall of Fame ceremony, they don't belong there, it should just be for the business people. Yeah. I said it. Yep. Sorry.
0: Uh, didn't didn't Bret Hart just got jumped at some other thing recently, too, didn't he? I, I don't think we've had it in the news, but I did think I read about it in passing, but I only saw it once. So if it he did, I
1: didn't hear about that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't I don't remember what it was. Yeah, you so sure wasn't k News. No, I, I don't think it was KFAB I always check. That's like <laughs> my first Harder, thing when yeah, I when yeah, I read something I'm like hop
1: jump to my Trace Adkins. <laughs> uh,
0: well, I'll tell you what's definitely not KFAB oh. news and that's our sponsors, Qualities T-shirt company and Monster Wear clothing. Two of the best branding sources in the great state of Minnesota. Great rates, fast turnaround times, high quality products from both companies. Qualities brings you custom tees, sublimation, heat transfer, vinyl, and decals, along with custom graphics. And uh, many, many events being put on in the Wilmer area are sponsored by Qualities t-shirt company, including Wilmer Mania Part 2 and the haunted house that is being set up in Wilmer at some point. This year, and from what I hear, it's going to have it's going to be a haunted house with the theme, the soundtrack of Wizard of Oz. So that's I I want to go.
1: (laughs) You know what? One of the uh, one of my favorite haunted houses I went to were in uh, Marshall, Minnesota, on the um, SMSU campus, and it was a. A Wizard of Oz themed haunted house And it was awesome There's so much, that is such, especially if you've read The books, that's such a disturbing Story, mm. but even the movie Is kind of, is pretty disturbing in itself Also, but, you know um, Yeah, it was it was really fun So that's cool, I can dig that
0: yeah. Yeah. I don't know if the Haunted House itself is Wizard of Oz themed, but they're using the soundtrack uh, to set the tone, which.
1: Oh, you can almost guarantee we- they're going to have some things in there that would be yeah. related to a thing. Right. Think. Right. Yeah.
0: It'll be interesting, though. And Monster Wear Clothing, of course, has your hand painted hockey masks for Halloween season, custom designed to your specifications. This dude is an artiste. Not only does he do handcrafted, hand-painted hockey masks, he also creates vinyl decals, stickers, T-shirts, hoodies, hats, glassware embalming, uh, jerseys, and many other types and styles of fabrics. Yes, embalming your glassware. (laughs) When your bowl breaks, you know, you've you've got such a bond. You need to have it embalmed so you can build a pyramid and bury it deep beneath it.
1: Remember me.
0: <laughs> yes. Monster Wear Clothing and Qualities T-Shirt Company. Two companies you can't go without, and neither can we. Tuco. Tuco for you, Co. Now on to you for this week in pro wrestling history, Fat Mac.
1: Oh, yeah. Something else that I could not do without is... Um Impact slash TNA's Bound for Glory pay-per-view, which just like WrestleMania, some years super disappoint, some years super go through, but you look forward to it every year. In fact, it's coming up in two weeks, I believe, the latest one. Might be yes. one week. I think it's two weeks. It's but, um Yeah, it is. But, folks, on October 10th, t- 2010, which would be 10-10-10 get it, was Ooh. the sixth annual Bound there? He, he tried. He <laughs> couldn't get in. <it. laughs> the show being the first Bound for Glory under the Bischoff-Hogan regime was main evented by Jeff Hardy winning the vacant TNA World Heavyweight Championship in a three-way versus Mr. Anderson and Kurt Angle. And of course, in this match, Kurt Angle vowed to retire if he lost. He did lose but he still wrestled. Of course, as every wrestler does. <laughs> and you John Michaels have, could have been the guy to hold off. <laughs> you can't have a giant extravaganza without more than one match, especially one just involving Jeff Hardy because he's not reliable and we'll get into that later folks. But other matches on the card were the Motor City Machine Guns defeating the Young Bucks, who back in TNA were going by Generation Me. So the Motor Machine Guns, the Motor City Machine Guns, kept their tag team titles in the process. Um, a super underrated talent that I wish we could see more of and would do amazing in any of these promotions who are not WWE. Douglas Williams failed to wrestle the X Division title from Jay Lethal. The Extreme Throwback team of Raven, Rhino, Sabu, Stevie Richards, and of course Tommy Dreamer, who's never away from that (laughs) beat fortune which was comprised of aj styles james storm kazarian matt morgan and robert Roode.
0: james storm by the way looking great in nwa
1: oh and poor matt morgan is the only one not regularly wrestling on a tv show which is sad right he's just he's just
0: getting his gimmick stole by sasha banks calling her out on twitter and being sad about it She's the blueprint. Yeah, she called herself the blueprint, like, on oh, her first day back. I didn't even see and, that. And they work out in the same gym, and he posted a tweet about that and how she never asked or thanked him or anything.
1: Oh. Well, the, um, the, what was referred to as EV 3.0, which was a throwback team of the ECW guys, which was Extreme Version 3, and Fortune went down in a lethal lockdown match, which is one of my favorite matches. And they also had D'Angelo De Niro, Kevin Nash, and Sting defeating Jeff Jarrett and Samoa Joe in a why-the-fuck-is-this-a-match match. match? (laughs) Sounds like a good time. Yeah, Bound for Glory is always good. This was quite a tumulative era of TNA with a lot of highs and even more lows, sadly but you look at uh, you look at the card that's a solid roster about,
0: it's a solid lineup
1: oh yeah if you it can't it believe how right. they, they gave up on how they abused their talent or misused is, is probably a better word because this is yeah that's main event any one of those guys you can throw in the main event probably <laughs> but they're doing much better with the talent they have nowadays so good for them Impact has learned from their mistakes and then, Pasty, I have a new segment that uh, I'm going to try to make a weekly thing. It's small, short, simple, a lot like your penis. And um, it is called Jim Ross's Ramblings. And so, what it is, is I listen to a lot of Grilling with JR, um, featuring Conrad Thompson. It's his podcast, JR's podcast. And it's fun. It's very interesting. He definitely holds nothing back. Not only will is he willing to bash or defend WWE He'll bash AEW in the shit that he doesn't like about him. And he works for them. He just he just lets it all out and literally gives you his opinion. So I love that about it. But he can ramble. Some of his stuff goes on. Sometimes he forgets what he's talking about, and sometimes he completely goes off on a story that had nothing to do with what Conrad brought up. <laughs> of course. And And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring you some snippets. Um, I'm going to start trying to actually pull audio clips. But for right now, we'll just give you quotes of what he says. I'm not going to give you any context. I'm not going to tell you what it came from.
0: But try to use it in the next week of your daily life.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And honestly, ninety percent of the time, context doesn't matter. Such as the one I'm doing now, because I explained the context to Pasty before we recorded, and it's like well, that still doesn't make sense. <laughs> so here it goes, Firks. Furks. here it goes, Ferks. The very first JRR, or actually, you know what? This is the token JRR.
0: There you go. I like that.
1: I like that. We're gonna we're gonna start calling it the token JRR. Jim Ross's ramblings. Here we go. The children are like children playing with Monopoly money in their dad's liquor cabinet. <laughs> That's it, folks, right there. Like children playing with Monopoly money in their dad's liquor cabinet. <laughs> that is your uh, Jim Ross Rambling of the Week. <laughs> it's totally JR. Only JR. Oh, he comes up with great stuff. <laughs> And it's even better I gotta start trying To um, clip the audio Because it's so much Better hearing it From him Oh I bet
0: Shit should do Since he's on Raw Now Should do King's Quips too Because he's just As bad (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> but then I'd have to watch Raw, and I'm not willing to I make know. that sacrifice, Pacey. If
0: I catch anything, if I catch anything, I'll note it down.
1: There you go. I'm down uh, with that.
0: Speaking of catching things, I think I caught something from this year's Hell in a Cell. I don't know.
1: Well, I tell you what, there's a burning sensation when I pee. <laughs> That's been there for months. Well, it has been. I, and I didn't say it was from Hell in a Cell. I just mentioned it. <laughs> just brought it up, Pacey. Sorry. Trying to vent here.
0: Mm. This mm. card sounded so good when it was just four
1: matches long, and even those four matches, somewhat, dis- even a majority of those matches, disappointed.
0: I uh, yeah, okay. I'd say I'd say about half disappointed. There was four matches. I think two were pretty good, and those two were right up at the head of the show. Head up Ugh. in the shoe. Um, but of course, you can't have a WWE pay per view without a kickoff show, which saw one match, and that was Natalia defeating Lacey Evans. And, uh, why are they still fighting? This feud should have been over a long time ago. It's stupid, and nobody likes it.
1: They just don't even know.
0: Could have put the cruiserweights or something on, or put an NXT championship on your pay per view, because if they're the third brand, they should have some kind of representation. Uh, but. We got Natalya defeating Lacey Evans in a match where they did the same match again on Raw that I didn't watch. I skipped it, and I didn't really watch the pre show match either.
1: Well, you know what they say, pasty lather, rinse, and repeat. Right.
0: Until the hair falls
1: out. (laughs) (laughs) That brings us to the main card. Then you're looking like old Egghead up there on that mask singer. <laughs> Don't tell the folks who it is, Pasty. Okay. They to find out for themselves. All right. <laughs> uh, I have to tell them
0: now. You just bring it up out of nowhere. Just, just tell them. Just tell them. It's jo- John Lithgow.
1: It's gotta oh, be. awesome! You heard it's it from the first, folks. You did. So, on the main card, we started out with the Raw Women's Championship Hell in a Cell match. Becky Lynch actually successfully defended her championship against Sasha Banks. Nobody, very few people expected this. I shouldn't say nobody. But even though I probably would have preferred Sasha Banks winning, oh, Pacey, do you want to start or do you want me to go on a rambling about how great it is? Oh, just, I'll, y- you... You're better at putting the butter on it than
0: I am. You put the butter on it.
1: Okay, I'm, I'm going to butter it up. So, first of all, there was a time, and a lot of people listening to this don't even know this. There was a time that Hell in a Cell was actually the accumulation of intense feuds. Yeah. it was, was like nowhere was, else to go. It was a grounds for two competitors who whose hatred was at such a level they had no choice but to settle their differences in the quote-unquote unforgiving steel hell. And then they introduced the yearly pay-per-view and they had to have multiple Hell in a Cell matches every year and we started to not look forward to Hell in a Cell honestly which
0: I think is dumb because any other promotion even if it was a yearly thing they could still do it better than WWE has oh lockdown is a perfect example yeah it's all about how you build it And um, but this match, to this some was, people, this pay per view is like WrestleMania. I know to me it was back before the WWE network. This is was, was the one not WrestleMania or SummerSlam pay per view every year that I had to get.
1: Right, because you expected it to be this big blow off show. Yeah. Uh But this match was a top caliber match. This is the type that I personally have been dying to get from Becky Lynch since WrestleMania. I think, and not saying she hasn't been doing good, but this. Oh yeah. Really, And it comes to no surprise to me That Sasha, the boss, was the one to give it to her Because I'm a huge fan of both of them Even though so many people are are not sold on them This is an outstanding match That not only reminded all of us How excellent the boss is but it confirmed pacey without a doubt that becky lynch is the man oh, not yeah. talking about some catchy nickname or some stupid fucking slogan stamped on a crappy t-shirt becky lynch is the man in wwe at least for 2019 mm-hmm. um the only thing i do have to say i don't think the right person went over but that's the only somewhat negative that i can even come up with from this match this is right. basically a and nearly perfect and that will match probably be finish. solved
0: by the draft Starting tonight and going Assuming. into next Monday, I would assume so. I mean, that's why that's why this pay per view didn't really it spun its wheels in every direction because none of it actually mattered. And they did yeah. the same thing on Raw. It was like the last Raw before the draft, and all they did was it was it was established stars versus jobbers. Like it's the parade of jobbers. Oh, you haven't seen these guys in a while. Nobody gives a shit, and it was stupid. Yeah, <laughs> but um, this match. It's the best Hell in a Cell match I've seen in a very long time. And if I have to compare it to any other Hell in a Cell match, I would say, ingenuity-wise, it is Usos versus New Day Hell in a Cell. Um, But with women and more ingenious. Some of the shit they did with the chairs and the side of the cage was fantastic. Awesome. The only thing I didn't like and I started to tone out a little bit was when Banks started throwing in chair after chair. I get tired of the chair pile. It never goes anywhere.
1: That is true. I think they do it too much. I, I haven't watched a lot of WWE lately, but I don't think I've seen it in quite a while on WWE. No, it hasn't but been done really
0: in a while, but it's definitely been done the last two years.
1: Yeah. And it, it worked better in a it works better in a of course that kind of originated in ECW, but then it works better in a MLW. NWA, CZW, just a really, yeah. it doesn't work well in a polished environment. No. It works better in a gritty environment where the fans are throwing chairs in and security's not stopping them.
0: Hmm. I agree. But all in all, this was super solid work from both of them. It was the the Sasha Banks match I've been waiting to see for the longest time other than the finish and her walking out basically crying about it.
1: Right. Right. And I'm not going to tell everybody my grade on every match. Of course, I did grade them all. And I'm not I don't have a lot to say about every match either. Well, I think we can this spoiler alert and, and say this is our match of the night. But yeah, this is definitely the match of the night. This I give
0: Okay. You gave it what?
1: I gave it an A+.
0: All right. Yeah. No, I definitely agree with that wholeheartedly. This this was the Hell in a Cell match I've been waiting for for years to see. Granted, they didn't do a whole lot on the outside or on top, and I always like to see something on top. And you could clearly see that there was hand and foot holes in the cage, but that's, they just used the same cage as last year, so whatever.
1: Yeah, but you also shouldn't... Everyone shouldn't do that, and just like sometimes it's good to see a wrestling match where it is so amazing it stays in the ring and the psychology does it I kind of look at this one like that like they didn't have to super gimmick it up with going on the top and using the outside and I, I liked the fact that it was just a contained Hell in a Cell match that super entertained yeah, yeah. And, and if you're talented enough, you can do it without going that extra mile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I
0: definitely, with, <laughs> with them saying that this was going to be the opening match and watching, you know, when the cell is the first match, usually it's pretty lackluster. And they definitely stepped up and went well beyond my expectations for this match. And then some.
1: Too rape. I could just spend the whole thing talking about this match. We might as well, because it gets butt. worse the w- further we go. <laughs> yeah, I know, but we, <laughs> we owe it to our fan base, so. <clears throat>
0: oh, I know. Well, up next we had what, in my opinion, may be close to the second best match of the night. At first, it was a nothing match. Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan tagging against Harper and Rowan. But as the night began, it got turned into a tornado tag. And tornado tags are something I hold close to my heart. Mostly because WWE hasn't done the shit out of them into the ground.
1: Right. And they they just kind of work... uh, I won't say they work better. Psychologically, they work less good because... It depends on
0: what you want. If you want a straight-up match, you want tags. If you want Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan versus Harper and Rowan, you want a tornado tag, anything goes. I loved seeing Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns playing off each other the way they did. Um, I I really did think Brian was going to turn on Reigns and, and Harper and Roan would win via DQ somehow i got that, way. that in
1: my notes,
0: yeah. I, I, I 100% thought it the whole time, and at the end of the match, after the match, when when Reigns goes for the handshake and Daniel pushes it away, uh, and then Daniel goes for the handshake, Reigns isn't sure if he wants it, and then they hug. It was a good moment, and I think it helped to elevate Reigns a little bit more across the universe, and it feels good knowing we got Daniel Bryan back as a face. He's a great yeah. heel, and I want to see more heel Brian before he goes, but it's. But it's hopefully
1: too- he ain't going anywhere soon. Right.
0: <laughs> Besides, he'll be the best top face on SmackDown, right? I mean, right?
1: Oh, I think so. <laughs> yeah, in my notes, I basically. I don't have a lot, but I said this is chaos in the best way possible. I loved that Harper and Rowan just destroyed and demolished. Um, Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns at the beginning because it really did make them look strong. And then but the it wasn't faces. like the
0: Bludgeon Brothers. They weren't, like, using each other as weapons and shit. Which yeah, was cool. yeah. It was cool to and see it's them. okay. Yeah.
1: They did it on their own. Um, and like you said, I was expecting a heel turn from Bryan. I didn't get it. But the fans loved this match. Yep. And um, for And I'm going to say this about a few matches. For a match that had very little lead up or promotion I think they did awesome I mean Rowan
0: broke a fucking pencil how badass is that yeah <laughs> no it was a it was a it was a solid throw some shit a at the solid wall
1: number two yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> until he broke it in half yeah and then it was in pieces yeah
1: Um, Next we had Randy Orton defeating Ali. In
0: a match that didn't exist until the pre-show when Randy Orton made fun of Ali for shutting down his push in the first place and for him being a little guy.
1: Yeah, and allegedly, and I don't have this confirmed, but I've seen a few things, and it might be just because it came out on the pre-show, but allegedly this match wasn't even made till 20 minutes before the show went on air, before the pre-show. So for that, it's a decent match. That's the... Best I can say about this, this. is the
0: last pay per view before your draft, and it's Randy Orton versus a younger guy who you need to push. He should have probably went over, but in the finish of this match, Randy Orton won, and nothing good came of it for anybody. Really,
1: nothing good. Not even for the fans.
0: No, I mean it was an okay match. I mean, as far as a Randy Orton match goes, all he's great, but it was a, only it go was... as far as Randy's willing to let you.
1: Hey, see, this was a mid-match on a Raw or SmackDown. Let's just be honest. Okay, yeah, this yeah. wasn't even a main event of a Raw or SmackDown. No, this
0: probably should have started and played its whole lifespan out on the on the kickoff show.
1: Agreed, a hundred percent agreed.
0: I'm not. I'm not going to butter it up on this pay-per-view, folks. It it didn't grade it's well with us. To. It's really hard to. <laughs> Uh, WWE certainly
1: isn't trying. Honestly,
0: every match could have been great, and the finish of the main event would have brought it way down regardless, I think. I think it could have destroyed the best pay-per-view.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm not going to go into my spiel about how a finish can destroy (laughs) the taste in your mouth, but everybody who listens to this constantly has heard me say it many times, so that's that. What's next, (laughs) <laughs> An outstanding last-minute
0: addition was Ooh. the Women's Tag Team Championship match, where the Kabuki Warriors defeated Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. And won the titles. Yes. With green mist. With green mist.
1: Oscar's the shit. Oh. Yeah, so... Uh... Basically and basically what heels. I in my notes They're is heels. Got, they are. And this is what I got in my notes, Pasty. I got that the Kabuki Warriors gave a big fuck you to WWE Creative, and they delivered a super entertaining match despite no build, no promotion, no shit, no faith in them. Heal Asuka is my favorite Asuka. Yes. And the Warriors did a fantastic job of telling the story of their heel turn throughout the match. That, that was great. That psychology where you could watch it develop as it went. Oh, awesome. Now as for bliss and cross, um, honestly for bliss's actually for crosses and bliss's sake, I hope that they get separated in the draft. Because if not, WWE is just going to recycle the same story of Alexa using her partner to her own benefit, turning on her, blah, blah, blah. I mean, if they stayed
0: on the same roster now, they could have the meltdown scenario happen, too. I don't think they're smart enough to. And with with the draft happening, it would be overshadowed by everything
1: else going on. What? I'm sorry, I just lost you, I think. I lost your hearing I just lost what you were trying to say Oh I just with I don't the draft, get what you are saying With the draft
0: they could right now Have Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross melt down On each other and have that angle play out
1: Oh before the draft
0: Like during you know It could start what? tonight You know Spill into next week whatever but it would get I'm overshadowed watching, by everything a happening. Thousand times. I think Nikki Cross kind of needs it after see it. this. That's the exact,
1: they can't just keep recycling, but they can't keep recycling Alexa Bliss' storyline over and over. She's had the exact same storyline for every But you've every built Nikki Cross had. up as this person who,
0: who is super reliant on Alexa Bliss. And so they split so him up her, during the draft. So she's just going to get partnered up with somebody else. She can't stand on her own feet yet, and they Let needed that right. I'm not
1: saying they will. I'm not yeah. saying they will. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't I don't agree with you, but I, I see what you're saying. You you do make sense. On yeah. paper you make sense. I don't agree just because I think people are gonna be bored with it and it's not gonna help cross me. But I do hundred percent see what you're saying, pasty. You are right. We're both right in our own little way. Yeah. But all in all, I'm glad
0: to see that the, the maybe championships
1: not. are um, <laughs> on the <people's> Warriors. <laughs> then we've Oh, and I hope they hold them for a while. I I, I think they can definitely do something with them. This yeah. makes me happy. <coughs> uh, we had the six-man tag match of the Viking Raiders and Braun Strowman versus the OC. Basie, I think you liked this one a little more than I did.
0: Yeah, I did. Um... Mostly for the finish, and a lot of people are going to say the finish was cheesy and it's 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 Big Show 2.0, whatever. Uh, Braun Strowman's punch is way faster than the, what, the, what the Big Show throws. and looked way more convincing, and the selling from AJ Styles on that punch was fan-fucking-tastic being rocked and dazed and not knowing where he was and what I give AJ was. points for that <laughs> and up at the top of the ramp like no I'm okay gets to take his championship that. throw it up over his head and fall backwards loved that shit um plus Viking Raiders are always fun to watch tear through some people it was just it was a uh, it was a slam down brawl and it wasn't the same as Reigns Brian and Harper Rowan. so I appreciated it I didn't yeah. hate
1: it I didn't appreciate it necessarily, to be honest. Um, I do want to respond to your uh, Braun Strowman Big Show analogy, just because. And you are right; you are one hundred percent right. Braun Strowman's looks better. Yes. And I've been critical of it's still Big a punch Show's and it's still stupid. WMD. I, I've been a critical of, of Big Show's WMD for for that point because it just looks stupid and it just should never have been a finisher. But I do want to say. Ron Strowman, if he accidentally connects with you, you're going to see stars and you might yeah. be out for a second. Big Show, if he accidentally connects to you with a real punch, you're going to have a concussion, if not worse. So Strowman ha- doesn't have to hold back as much as Big Show, just because and, and just of genetics. It has nothing right. to do – I'm not saying one thing or the other. Right. Big Show is literally a genetic a freak. Yeah. Sorry, um, Big Papa Pump, but – So, but yeah, you're right. It does look better. Uh, Yeah, that's all I have to say about it. I've got no. And it wouldn't
0: have been so great without AJ Styles selling. I wouldn't have. AJ Styles. I would. I would be talking shit about right now if if AJ Styles
1: didn't sell it the way he did. I'll agree with you. How about the next one? You gonna fucking have any praise for this one?
0: (laughs) 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 No, because Chad Gable defeated my king. The king wait, I hold before second. the president of my country, King Corbin. Wait a second. Chad Gable didn't defeat him, pasty. No, Shorty Gable did. <laughs>
1: I shouldn't laugh because I love King Corbin that game, made
0: the name up after WWE. Uh, Copy wrote the name like a month and a half, almost two months ago.
1: And we're wondering, and I, are they I even really, going to use it? <laughs> I really hoped they weren't going to. Yeah. I hoped it was just one of those things they just, in, in a fluke. or in a, Maybe they weren't going to use moment. it,
0: and then The Rock had everybody chant STD uh, at Corbin, and Corbin's like, you know what, fuckers? <laughs> I'm saying Shorty G on the pay-per-view. Right? Oh, my God. So fucked. And so Gable beat him with a quick roll-up. The only way a yep. little guy can beat a big guy, you know.
1: Well, Chad Gable and King Corbin aren't really any different in size, really. Not really. I, mean, not I, would, I would assume
0: they weigh about the same. I think Gable's Gable got more, more mass on mass. his short body, yeah.
1: Yeah. That's that's about how I feel, yeah. we. we yeah, exactly. We're on the same page there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But then, but then Gable cuts a promo afterwards saying, you know what? That's fine. Call me Shorty Gable. So he's going to run with it. And I guess, you know, it works. I'm not mad at it. I'm not happy with it. I mean, if he can keep getting over on bigger guys than him and then making them feel small, I think that could be fun.
1: It's you know, like a mousey Rey Mysterio. It's something that you can get over in a mid-card Um, position, but uh, it'll never take him to the, it's, it's, it's 11 and a half
0: years, potentially. (laughs) Come on, Kofi Kingston, let us know. Anything is possible.
1: Yeah, but Kofi. Well, I think (laughs) we've, we've discussed why we think he initially got the title and that that's neither here nor there. He did a great deal with it and that's awesome. Mm. Chad Gable doesn't have that out. Um,
0: I think he could, since he cut his hair. Like I can see him in a suit representing the company, but like I, like you say, on a more mid card level. Yeah, yeah. I could see him to get Money in the Bank and hold the championship for a short time, but that would be years down the line after this whole thing is well established.
1: Oh, I would even I would even go as far as say I could see him winning Money in the Bank and only that being his basic. I don't I don't see him holding the title at all. I can see him winning money in the bank, but failing to cash in. You never know. I mean, it's WWE. You never know, right? Right.
0: I mean, a quick Uh, small package will get anybody three times out of ten.
1: Your girlfriend's told me that many times. Uh, SmackDown Women's Championship pasty. Charlotte Flair won the title from Bayley. Uh, we We both called it, but I still don't see the point in it, but... I know, I know why WWE does it
0: because they made yeah. Sasha Banks cry, so they had to make Bailey cry too. Um, uh, because, I, because they are making it, making them feel like they might get the push they deserve, but then burying them for the shit that they pulled earlier in the year.
1: So you, I, you know, I, there's, there's a multitude a big, of reasons why this shit is happening. <laughs> there is, but I got a big problem with this match, and I just want to, I want to put it out there, I want to vent. The layout of this match is fucked up. Okay, whether you want Bailey to win or lose, that's not... I'm taking that off the table right now. So, Charlotte basically had her knee worked over by Bailey for most of the whole match. It was good psychology. You could see a story being told it was awesome. But then all of that didn't amount to shit at the end of the match. Instead, Charlotte just shrugged off a whole match's worth of, of injury and applied her finisher, picked up the win. After... Very little damage was done to Bailey's leg. Strictly from a storytelling standpoint, it was really strange that they devoted so much time to right. Bailey working over Sasha's limb, and there was no real consequence to it. I, I did like the post-match tantrum with Bailey. I think it adds to her heel persona, and and it and I think I think it appears she's going to be leaving SmackDown and going back to Raw, and I think Charlotte's going to be the main. Face of uh, SmackDown's women division, so whatever. But the it the storytelling was completely wrong in this match, really fucking wrong.
0: Yeah, yeah, not not it didn't it didn't feel right, and it wasn't it wasn't a great match. And like you said, everything that was built up during the match with the damage done to her knee, like she shouldn't have been able to put on the figure eight,
1: or at least she should have like. She should have showed like so much pain when she was doing it or yeah. sold it somehow. You know, she didn't really yeah. at all. Well, that's the Sad. blood of Nate. When Nate sold like a motherfucker, <laughs> Nate barely won any matches. We all know that. Even from being a 16 time champion, he, he lost. Those no were the match.
0: only matches he ever won.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and he sold like oh, get out. He'd sell a chop to where he flip flopped and flipped over the ropes. You know oh, what I yeah. mean? Oh, yeah.
0: Somebody had to show uh, Shawn Michaels and The Rock how to do it.
1: Exactly. I was Charlotte just watching is... a video
0: of every time Stone Cold ever stunned The Rock. It was a fun
1: <laughs> That is great. Yeah, for all these people who compare Flair to her father, she does not wrestle like him at all. She doesn't put the psychology in. She doesn't sell like he sold. And Flair knew his job was to put over the faces because he made money... He made money when he was the heel who lost to the faces. Yeah, but
0: it's a heel market these days. Everybody loves a heel, and so you got to put your heels over. Well, Charlotte's not a heel. She didn't put Bailey over. So what Bailey's the fuck? not Where a does heel.
1: Bailey's an attempt at a heel that failed so hard. But Sasha's not the heel. Obviously, in, in this match, she was the face well, of the that's match. That's because Charlotte
0: was in the match, not Sasha.
1: Or that's what I meant but you know what I mean yeah I mean that <laughs> that logic doesn't work in this situation because Charlotte was the face and Bailey was the heel so if it's a heels market then that screws up everything <laughs> well there's no reason for this, let's just call this the appetizer for what was to come <laughs> oh hey, you, you, you know you watched this match and you said it okay you watched chatting and, and Corbin and then you watched this match and you were like, well, it can't get any worse. And we got a Hell in a Cell match with two of the most talented individuals on the WWE roster.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it started out amazing. Too right.
1: and, and we we discussed, We discussed before this the, the red light. Neither one of yeah. us minded it at all. And I've and heard so many good things from people who were in attendance that it was actually a really cool aura for the live audience
0: yeah and as the as the fiend was coming down and the light was red i I actually said to myself wow you know this is really cool i hope they kind of keep it on for the match maybe and then they did and i really liked it for probably the first half of the match it did get a little straining after a while i can understand why some people would complain you know different people with different vision are going to see that differently but i i appreciated it it added a horror feel and it was way better than a projection on the ring um yeah and the match started out so good just hard hitting fiend uh rollins not being able to get off too much offense rollins quickly goes out to get a kendo stick hits the fiend in the gut the Fiend shrugs it the fuck off like it was nothing. A couple yeah. more hits, shrugs it off like it's nothing, and now you're going. And I was so into the match at this point. Like, I started, you know, getting kind of loud about it. I've been waiting for this for a long time for Bray. Since since his first iteration, really. So this is this was huge for me. And then... Ah... Uh, it built up and built up. Rollins mm. kept trying to get off offense. Two stumps, a pedigree, goes for the pin. Fiend kicks out at one. Biggest time biggest I've popped in a long time for professional wrestling. Kicking out at one after two stumps and a pedigree. Something that uh Rock Lesnar, yeah, yeah. I believe, fell to cool. recently. <laughs> but yeah. then, then then Rollins just kept going. More stomps, more stomps, more stomps. All of a sudden, Brace stops moving. The, the the Seth pulls out a ladder, hits him in the head with that. Chair shots to the head, puts the chair inside the ladder, grabs a toolbox, smashes that on the contraption. He's not even trying to pin him anymore at this point either, I don't think, which I thought was really stupid. Like, you should...
1: He's just trying it. to punish him.
0: Right. You should give it an attempt after each attempt you make, right?
1: Well... I I guess I I will actually say, psychology-wise, I think that makes sense because after two stomps in a pedigree, he kicked out at one. So I think it almost wastes Seth's um, energy to try to pin him after, you know, he wants to do seven things in a row because he did three big things and it didn't keep him down for even one, you know, for one. So I, I get that. Yeah. Not defending this, but I get but, that.
0: And then, like, this, this part of the match, it just got to be really excessive. Long periods where Seth goes to look for the next thing to use to try to pull him out. Book. Yeah, and 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 the, the, the curve stomps got up into the double digits, which is just, it got to be excessive. At first, it was it, really cool. Like, lightly, it was nice. Though. I think the crowd just saw where it was going. I mean, we yeah. all knew that it had to end with nothing changing. But, after, but Rollins be cool couldn't beat if, the Fiend
1: either. But yeah, what would be cool if it, after all of the punishment, after all those curb stumps, after the ladder toolbox? If, and, and people would probably bitch, but if a crab been happy. walked
0: up out of it from underneath the ladder, like,
1: <sighs> and then either hit Sister Abigail and pinned him, or hit the mandible, call on pinned him. Yeah, hundred percent. That's exactly uh. it. That would be cool. Yep. And that would definitely tell the story of the fiend.
0: Right. And then if you want to do something where you protect the fiend from being a champion, what you do is you incorporate into the draft. All championships are stripped. It'd be really easy to throw that switch. Oh, for sure. And everybody would forgive you. But we had the loudest boos I've heard since what? Since fucking Roman Reigns beat The Undertaker.
1: Maybe, Maybe louder than that. We had booze, we had this is bullshit, we had AEW chance, restart we the match. Of, yep, we had a lot of different yeah, restart the match. Restart, we had a lot of chance. They were about to take the fiend out on a stretcher. How fucking stupid. But then Bronze game, no unless- if, unless it was fucking uh, his little witch and his little fucking uh, pterodactyl thing that was carrying the stretcher, that would have been cool as shit. I don't know how they would have done it, but that would have been cool as shit. I would have marked out for that. <laughs> so I just want to say that right now. Rambling rabbit sitting on
0: Seth's shoulder, like, kissing his you ear know? or something.
1: Oh, yeah, if it was that, I would have fucking marked out. I don't know how they would have done it, but I would have just marked out. But. Well, then Seth
0: doesn't buy it. I don't know what Seth's deal was, but he had to get down in the fiend's face just to get set up for that mandible claw with a blood pack, which I agree was a good move, but it was too little too
1: late. That's one thing that I defend is the blood pack with the mandible claw. I thought it really told a good story, Mm. but yes, way too little too late. Yeah. it was not the right spot for it and then news broke
0: today that the original <laughs> finish they were supposed to be on top of the cage Duke in it out and Rollins hit the Fiend with a with a missile drop kick and the Fiend falls off through the table. And when Seth goes to get his championship, the Fiend hits him with the Mandible Claw after the ref called it off for the Fiend falling through the table, which still would have got complaints, but I don't think nearly as bad. We might be looking at a C minus pay-per-view.
1: Right. And I and I and I heard through sources that Shane McMahon X'd that because he wanted to be the last person who fell off hell in a cell. Folks, I just made that up. Okay, I hope so. <laughs> but I uh, could see it happening. <laughs> oh, I could, I could see it too. Honestly, uh, I hope
0: this is the last year we have an annual Hell in a Cell for quite a long time. And I think not, it doesn't get brought up till The Fiend brings it up and it doesn't become its own pay-per-view again.
1: Yeah, it's not going to be, but I agree. It's long overdue for this to not be an annual occasion. That, I
0: don't care anymore. After this, this year, is, I don't think I'm ever going to care again.
1: I'm going to tell you this, the grade for this match, but I think it's the same as most everybody's. I gave this match an F grade. Yeah. Complete it's, F.
0: It started out so good, but there's no coming back. And, and I can't blame Seth or or Bray for any of this. It's, it's not on them oh. at all.
1: And and if it was one hundred percent flawless the whole match and then just the end was shitty, I'd give it like a D or a D plus. But issues throughout. Yeah, and there was issues. There still yeah. was. Yep. So um, that was oh, That was that pasty. Yeah. It was a it was a rough fucking watch. <laughs> to, to be honest, folks, I don't try to catch every single WWE pay-per-view and maybe sometimes I just hit the highlights. As horrible as this pay-per-view was, I had to watch it from beginning to end because I didn't believe how horrible it was. And I'm right. glad I did because the first part, really, I got to see some really Exactly. If
0: you haven't watched this pay-per-view yet and you want to watch a good pay-per-view and you have the time to do this, go on your WWE network and watch this pay-per-view in reverse order.
1: Or just watch it through the six-man tag. Just do that. Just do the first... um Four. Not, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Not this, yeah, do the first four. Uh, No, skip Randy Orton, Ali, and go ahead and do the six match. Well, you I need your P awesome. break match. Just do the first four. Okay, do the first four, and, it, <sighs> and it'll be a good show. You'll be like, oh, wow, this was awesome. I loved it. Um, So let's talk about the, the numbers here, Pacey. Apparently, I ended up winning.
0: Yeah, I mean, it depends on how you look at it. I think you still come out winning, but I had Seth Rollins winning because the ref stopped it it wasn't a disqualification so it wasn't an up in the air thing which brought us to a two and two tie and you um, won
1: via the tiebreaker yeah i would say um yeah i mean that's that's what it came down to which is cool i won from a tiebreaker the last time that you forgot about so
0: yep yep
1: and the tiebreaker um, was
0: more than three matches added to the card and there were four
1: Actually, last I checked, and last week I I didn't listen, but written down we had more than two matches added to the card. But either way, there was four matches added to the card. So yeah, (laughs) it doesn't really matter. So the
0: final score was Mac three, me too. We uh,
1: you you also? Huh?
0: Yes, me too. Hashtag.
1: Hashtag. Us as well. Us as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, show grade, Pacey. What did you give it? I think we uh, said already, but I gave it a D, man. I gave it
0: a D. I wanted to give it an F, and then I went back through, and I thought about the first few matches, and I said, I can't give this show an F. We've never given a show an F, and if any show deserved it, it would be this. But I have a feeling the show that's going to get the F is coming up on October 31st. That's right. They booked it. Crown Jewel for Halloween, the stupid fucking
1: assholes. Um, Pacey, I also gave this to D, and just for the fact that I figured – the match was fucked, so I might as well just give it the D to begin with, right? Yeah, yep. Don't leave a fucked bitch sitting there. Uh, uh, like I
0: said, it could have been it could have been a perfect card, and the 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 uh, fiend match would have still brought it down to a D in my book.
1: So I, I, that was my joke, that but I am going to explain. I am going to explain myself. Um, it would have been a actually, it still would have stayed an F if it weren't for. Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks Hell in a Cell. They gave it out of the F and then with the Tornado tag and the Women's tag, it brought it up to an actual D and not a D-. minus. But if it wasn't for Sasha and Becky, I would have kept it at an F. Those other two matches weren't enough to bring it up from an F.
0: All right. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. I thought long and hard about it, too. I had an F on there for a while and I'm like, I can't
1: i had an f then i had a d minus and then i was like no i almost deserves- gave it a c for a minute too because i'm like
0: oh. almost oh. half the matches were okay you know what i mean oh. but the finish of your main event in a character you've built up flawlessly to this point it's very unforgivable
1: oh, and to be honest you have to knock them for having 50 percent of the matches um, unadvertised, unbuilt, no story Like that's shitty too mm-hmm. And that's, you could have done some bad. cool
0: surprise shit It's hell in a cell, you know You could have done some weird random shit And, and they chose to just throw Random
1: stupid shit So basically we've spent an as hour Vince on Or Vince would this, call which it, which such little, good shit <laughs> we spent an hour on this which is a little longer than. than well than we got I some more on. time
0: to spend on it
1: As we've oh, got a bunch gosh. of reactions From the show First Boom. of all, uh, match of the night, we both gave it uh, <laughs> Becky Lynch Sasha, right? Yes. All right. Um, so let's just let's just go back and forth, you and I, on on various reactions, because no, this wasn't just Pacey and I. And no, this it was the just world, the, quote unquote, internet wrestling community. everybody had something to say about this shit. Pacey, I'll let you start out, and we'll just go back and forth about various reactions.
0: <laughs> all right. Uh, Well, during the the event, everybody's favorite yeast infection patient, Sean Waltman, a.k.a. X-Pac, was on the WWE watch-along show. Yeah, that's a thing, and nobody watches, Uh, and couldn't contain himself as he watched with befuddled ire at the disqualification finish. He said, "You may not ask me back for another one of these, but how the hell do you get DQ'd in a freaking hell in a cell? Hell
1: in a freaking cell." Uh, and and we should mention that uh, uh, watching it uh, watching it through the video, they did end it as if it was a DQ. They it yeah. wasn't specified that it was a referee stoppage, which I guess it technically was, but it came off as. A DQ finish, correct? Right, yeah. E- either way it's wrong, right? hmm Hell in a yeah. cell, you can't have referees stop. No,
0: no. People have damn near died for Hell in a Cell. Ask Nick
1: Foley. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah,
0: um, at least the game where we had uh, champion
1: Shad Jaspar. Why the fuck was finish? there a hay truck, Fat Mac here? <laughs> <laughs> right. Chad Jaspire called the finish BS on Twitter, adding, "When wrestling becomes for the audience of one, the fans suffer. When talent can't turn their own volume up without the fear of being put in in catering hell, the fans suffer. When creative just wants to keep jobs so they keep quiet, the fans suffer. Wrestling suffers." And he's talking about Vince McMahon.
0: Yeah, obviously. Ryback also weighed in, pointing out that the fans now had a choice to watch AEW, tweeting, You guys now have the option to not tune in and watch on Monday, Ryback said. Hit them where it hurts. Watch Wednesday on TNT from 8 to 10. It's not rocket science, and you can show at WWE what you think, not by complaining, but simply moving to a new brand. Although everybody knows that this, AEW is having Very fact, little to no effect to Right But AEW is having very little to no effect on Raw and Smackdown
1: it, it only really affects NXT. True, but that is if, if people who The people who Voice themselves on the internet If they follow through like a certain Fat Mac has WWE would pay attention Now, yeah. speaking of AEW AEW star and Fat Mac favorite Nyla Rose took a sort of tongue-in-cheek look at the situation. She posted on Twitter... Damn, people so mad about what happened I thought I was in the match <laughs> It's just perfect that she just Owns it, I love that She
0: does, she does Oh, the AEW crew has been on a, a rampant uh, Interview tour I've watched quite a few of them she, She's she's a good talker And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing more of what she has In store uh, She's awesome My favorite tweet of the week Came from Brazzers uh, they tweeted this is out, my
1: favorite also, Pasty. <laughs> hey,
0: WWE, let us know if you need advice on how to craft a logical and coherent storylines with satisfying finishes. Hashtag H-I-A-C.
1: Oh, it's so good. Uh, they got satisfying finishes, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Um, Steve, the YouTube clip of the finish of the final Hell in a Cell between Seth and the Fiend... As of this recording right now, has thirteen thousand likes. That's which a sin for beef sticks is pretty huge, <laughs> but um, but yeah, and a huge number of dislikes at forty eight thousand. And Pacey, the negatives are growing way faster than the positives. Good, Vince
0: still won't take anything from that. Nope. Uh, and WWE mean, even WWE? had to delete their tweet Monday Announcing Wyatt versus Rollins for Survivor Series Because of all the negative responses it garnered in less than a day
1: Oh They're all over social media, that's their thing The
0: thing that yeah, scares so- me the most is like We just seen that Wyatt is damn near invincible What the fuck are you gonna do with him now?
1: Oh, well, who the fuck knows
0: Unless they spin it. they. I, I guess you could spin it to where Rollins did enough head damage to Bray that the Fiend goes away for a while, and Bray has to stand on his own feet, and then eventually the Fiend will come back.
1: I want to see more of Firefly Funhouse and less of Bray in the ring. And when I see yeah. Bray in the ring, I want to see him winning. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, it's... It's not every day that you that you recap a fucking pay per view, but also have all these various other independent people voicing their distaste in it. So it's not just us, Pacey. We're not just being negative, Nellies here. Oh no, no, this is universally sound. Yes, everybody from former WWE talent to AEW talent to porn companies. <laughs>
0: I wonder if Wendy's weighed in on it at all. I'm sure they did.
1: I didn't see anything from them, but, uh, you know, basically the the reverberation of this fucking pay-per-view has just been savage. Yes,
0: it has. So, Savage, in fact, we have to bring you right into this week's Savage Sentinel. And we got quite a bit to go through today. Starting out with some sad news and a continuation of the Hardys versus Personal Demons rivalry. Jeff Hardy was arrested last Thursday in Moore County. Shannon Moore, that is. North Carolina. Uh, uh, uh. (laughs) For yet another DWI, he's competing real hard with the Usos on this one, (laughs) folks. Uh, the police report says Hardy had a bloody nose during the traffic stop, and he told officers that it was from an earlier fight with his wife Beth. The police report also noted that Hardy was stopping uh, stopped by Carthage police after receiving a tip about a careless and reckless driver around 8:40 p.m. Eastern Time on Thursday, October 3rd. Officers located the car and found Hardy parked in front of a liquor store. Yeah. Hey, the car's parked (laughs) Comes back out and the bottle's already open Hardy came out of the store and was carrying a case of beer He got into the car and began driving While police followed closely behind him They finally pulled him over After he was seen weaving badly in his lane The officer noticed what looked to be dried blood On Jeff's nose during the stop He asked him what had happened The report states the driver... Right. (laughs) I was just gearing up for my match with Sting. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh,
0: The report states the driver advised him that he and his wife got into a fight. Hardy admitted to taking two shots of vodka earlier in the night, and he ultimately, ultimately admitted to being impaired.
1: Okay, so if Jeff Hardy is impaired, it was more than two shots of <laughs> yeah, vodka. Yeah. No, no offense, because me, even if I quit drinking for a year, it's going to take more than two shots well, of vodka. Well, maybe to be he impaired.
0: injected it into his veins. Uh,
1: maybe he took it anally. They say that it absorbs <laughs> faster. Uh, Cops also say
0: Hardy bombed the field sobriety test and was uncooperative when asked for a breathalyzer or blood sample. The officer ultimately got a search warrant from a judge to extract a blood sample from Hardy, so EMS was summoned to draw it. What a fucking shit show. You really got to get a warrant. You're already fucked, Hardy.
1: You know, yeah, you know. No, Come you on. can't.
0: I'm not gonna breathe in that. You can't take my blood. What do you think he's gonna let you go at that
1: point? No. <laughs> no shit. Oh well, okay. If you, if you don't want to give a field sobriety test, then I'll just just fucking head on your way, buddy. I'm sorry.
0: Oh, uh, Hardy was booked what? for driving while impaired and driving on a revoked license. If you remember back in March, the charismatic Enigma was hit with his first DWI of the year. After After he was cited following a single car accident in which Hardy admitted to being the driver of the mangled 2016 Cadillac CTSV sedan. Police said that at the time, Hardy had reportedly blew a .25, more than three times the legal limit. Shortly after, back in July, we reported that he was arrested for public intoxication and impairment in South Carolina. So he seems to appear to be struggling again after doing so well. Hardy is expected to appear in court Thursday, November 7th for the DWI charges. He also had his license revoked for the last 30 years. Uh, For at least another 30 days pending his hearing. I think they should just
1: take it away. I mean,
0: after you get so many D-dubs, you shouldn't be able to have one anymore, right?
1: That happens in certain states.
0: (laughs) In certain states. I I think it should be in more states. Or any state where Jeff Hardy is. (coughs) (sighs) Or the Usos, for that matter. Uh, brother Matt Hardy acknowledged the incident in a tweet saying, "This is wonderful." No, no, no. <laughs> I don't
1: think so. <laughs> oh, it would be great, though. <laughs> I want to hear what Vanguard One has to say about the incident, honestly.
0: Uh, Jeff was found sleeping under the dilapidated boat. <laughs>
1: No, he tweeted... Senior Benjamin raked him up with the leaves. (laughs) (laughs) They refuse to put
0: him in the lake of rejuvenation anymore.
1: Oh, no, he's used it up.
0: (laughs) Uh, No, he, he tweeted, Since so many have asked me about my brother tonight, I love my brother and want him to be happy and healthy. I've expressed that to him as much as I can. Jeff has to make his decisions about his life. I have to focus on my two boys and soon-to-arrive son, as if he didn't already have one or two. I can only control my actions.
1: Yeah, you know, and obviously, you have, we... Pasty and I, at least, we turn everything into a comedy, uh, especially most tragedies. And we're sitting here and we're laughing about it. We're making jokes. But it it is a super sad, serious situation. Uh, It is. I mean, you got to make jokes about these things. Otherwise, you just fucking revel in despair. Right. But I do want to say at this point, even though I believe Jeff Hardy physically could probably go another five years in wrestling and do great. I would love to see him just get completely out of the business and focus on his personal life. Mm, get sober, he maybe write to, a few obviously. books. I think that would be awesome. I think, think I would he buy a start a, book a Bob Ross show. I'd, I'd watch that shit. Yeah, it's like I've... He has so much to give that Yeah, I don't. I don't know.
0: I was all. I think think wrestling and music are the two worst worlds you can possibly be in when you're as far gone as him.
1: I would agree, and and he exists in both of those realms. Exactly. So he just needs to take a break from what has been his life and start a new blank slate life. I think.
0: Anything I else wish on him this? I the best, and I hope he he can see some sort of recovery.
1: I think I just, he will. He's strong. I,
0: I, I after so He's long, weak I have in a hard some time ways. holding out hope for people, and that that's universally across people in my life. Yeah, I see shit like this pretty pretty
1: regular basis, and oh, too to right. me, it's so ugly. You it's so ugly, and you and I have dealt with some similar things, loke. So we both see a lot of this. Yeah and it's the minority that actually makes it through. I agree with you. Mm -hmm. Uh, But somebody, basically, who has made it through, despite years of of, um, not being on the radar, while announcing a new reality show, which was dubbed Miller's Family Treasures, (laughs) Master P, (laughs) Master P, Make him say, ah. This ain't no motherfucking nah, 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 Pete. Nah, nah, Let me hear nah, you say, ah.
0: Nah,
1: nah, nah, nah. uh, announced he was getting back into pro wrestling.
0: Yeah. Master P
1: excitedly told a group of reporters, we're getting into wrestling. Vince McMahon, you in trouble because I'm about to take over wrestling. <laughs> when asked what his wrestling company was called, contain yourself, Pacey, contain yourself.
0: <laughs> it just makes me giggle so much. Like I see master P dressed up as like macho man, cutting this promo. on. Vince. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, he's got like more, 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 crack, crack cooking crack behind like him, him. And has got more, white, more, more, white more, under crack his nose. Like <laughs> <laughs> <crack> like
1: <laughs> Big booty bitches in the back. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Master P mentioned House of Glory when he was asked about what his wrestling company was called. And as many of you may know, and some of you may not, the New York-based promotion House of Glory is a school and promotion founded by Amazing Red, who is uh, amazing talent, for lack of a better word. He said, HOG, House of Glory. Uh, House of, I'm sorry. HOG, House of Glory Wrestling. I'm hiring all the top wrestlers. Come over here. If you don't want your managers all up in the videos, (laughs) dancing, come on over to HOG. A spokesperson from House of Glory has actually confirmed that Master P is now a majority owner of HOG. Take of this what you will, but pasty. As I watched the latest episode of AEW, Tony Schiavone made sure to shout out HOG during the tournament match between Bucks and Private Party on Dynamite this week. Of course, Private Party came up in House of Glory under Amazing Red's tutelage. Ooh, good words. Thank you. Now, pasty, to put this in perspective, as far as words people who that own wrestling companies. Button. Master P's net worth is five hundred thousand, which is a lot to me, a lot less to the man with the best words. But if you think about it, Billy Corgan who owns NWA, his net worth is 50 million or fifty thousand. It says $50, but I don't think yeah, yeah, sure. it does. I was confused. I'm like, <laughs> wow. Is only worth $50. He's he's had some problems, all right? Nobody no wonder, him when September
0: ended. No wonder power looks like it's straight out of the 80s. That's <laughs> no, all Billy they Carg- afford.
1: Billy is worth 50000 so about 10 times less. Yeah. I, he runs NWA, which is right now bigger than HOG. Now, of course, Vince McMahon is worth $3 billion, and Shahid Khan is worth eight billion. Now, all again, I know is Master P needs to get Little needs.
0: John for the ring on or, or ring announcer for HG. That would be so awesome. Would that not be the best?
1: best? <laughs> yeah, he was Little John before Little John was around. Right? Yeah,
0: probably the bright one. He's he's probably yeah.
1: <laughs> um, but to put this in perspective, folks, again, a person's net worth is not what they can invest into a company. Uh, a lot of people get that screwed up a person's net worth is basically if you took everything that person owned and was connected to and could make this year working and sold it this is what they would get yeah so you know shahid khan is not putting 8 billion into AEW right and Plus to massive, be honest he
0: owns his own record label and that's probably a
1: massive sink for his he funding does. It as well and to be honest, it's possible that Billy Corgan's fifty thousand—he has more funds to put into NWA than Masterpiece's five hundred thousand. He might have more funds available than that. So, yeah, uh, you know, this is just—but this is what it is. This is. Uh, it comes down to holy shit there's a whole lot more wrestling happening and everybody's getting into it
0: Dude, it's fucking to me it's cool like I don't know where this is gonna go either either it's gonna be okay it's gonna do little more than it is doing currently or Master P is gonna run it right into the ground either way this is gonna be a fun experiment and I'm looking forward to seeing what the chef can come up with na 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 uh I, you know what? Did you Honestly, see him? Did you see him on on Hot Ones? <laughs> yes,
1: yes, it was great. Honestly, uh, I think it's good. Well, I know it's good, but I think it's great that we're in a world where I can. I can say I'm not going to watch every wrestling show and I can pick and choose what wrestling show I want to watch, just like I can pick and choose what animated show I want to watch, what comedy I want to watch, what drama I want to watch, what reality show I want to watch, what cooking competition I want to watch. It's cool that we live in a world where you don't have to be like, oh, I'm watching this show and then this show because I want to get my wrestling fix. You can say, I'm not watching these four shows because I like these other three shows. Yeah. And... It's it's just it's just growing. We're not even at the end of it for the news pasty.
0: Oh no, not
1: even close. Oh. Uh,
0: as we've noted The future of 205 Live remains up in the air Following the Smackdown move from Tuesdays to Fridays yes. WWE ended up nixing last Tuesday's new episode of 205 Live From the Staples Center in Los Angeles Shortly after they had announced Tony Nese versus Humberto Carrillo And Akira Tozawa versus Brian Kendrick for the show Wow, I didn't think he was still around at all
1: Oh, he's THE Brian Kendrick
0: He is It was reported that a late call made at the arena led to the show being nixed. The show was to air as a new live episode after SmackDown Fox premiere ended. WWE aired a replay of the September 24th 205 Live episode. They're
1: already playing replays of 205 Live. That's (laughs) not good. No. Uh, Have they
0: made it to as many episodes of Lucha Underground yet? No.
1: (laughs) Maybe, we don't know They're some of the same
0: wrestlers (laughs) Yes But WWE aired a replay of the September 24th 205 Live episode instead At 9pm Eastern Time And then a replay of the weekly WWE NXT episode At 10pm Eastern Time WWE has not aired a new 205 Live episode since September 24th. It has been reported that WWE officials have discussed several options for the show, including doing away with it altogether, which is probably the best option. Probably.
1: Sadly, because I was so excited for it when they first talked about it.
0: Yeah, oh. but they've already injected some of them into the main roster of Raw and SmackDown or into NXT, and they thrive there more so than they did on 205 Live. I just think you inject them into different ecosystems, let the ones that can stay last last, and let the ones that fall off fall off. I mean, well, you not uh, everybody.
1: What about the creative team for 205 Live?
0: Yes well it has been Wait it was also Recently revealed that the NXT creative Team is now booking the cruiserweights And handling 205 live
1: I still think they just need To merge them together
0: Yeah yeah the cruiserweights can, Can live on NXT No problem Easily It's the perfect I think it's the perfect environment for them Really Better than having them on Raw and Smackdown But I think some of them should be Main roster as well I get You can't call it the some main roster anymore Because NXT is the third brand
1: Oh, no, who knows what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what WWE <laughs> But folks If you're sick of watching WWE and you just want one more show to watch after your AEW, your Impact Wrestling, your MLW Fusion, your NWA NWA power, power, your House of Glory, your Wrestling. B House of Glory. <laughs> <laughs> there is yet another wrestling show that you can add to your potential TV watch list. What? <laughs> this comes from PJ Black, who some may know as Justin Gabriel in WWE. Ooh. He is promoting the first ever event under the Slam Force Africa banner on Sunday, October 27th Slam Force at the University of Pretoria's Rembrandt Hall in South America, which I thought was an episode of Family Guy, but apparently it's a <laughs> real thing. Honestly, I thought love they just that episode. it was for family guy, I love that but it, apparently it's not. Um, he was also bringing over several American stars. The event is slated to air on Fight TV. And basically the announced lineup looks decent for people we know and people I'm excited to see. So we got Andro Perseus versus Kyle Ripley, Matthew Hammer versus Prince Agbala, Makita versus X Terminator, Celeste Bonin, which is Caitlin from WWE if you remember her, and Chastity Cardona, versus Katie Forbes and Black Widow and the main event will see PJ Black versus Rob Van Dam to crown the first ever Slam Force Africa champion.
0: Okay I know three of those names potentially
1: Well you know at least Caitlin, PJ Black and Rob Van Dam
0: Those are the three there you go. <laughs>
1: um, it's okay because I like being Terminator exposed to also. new wrestlers. So exactly, and with names like Prince Egbala and X Terminator, I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, honestly, Black Justin Widow.
0: Gabriel was the cornerstone of the Nexus.
1: So after um, after Brian Danielson got <laughs> fired for. Choking somebody with a tie. <laughs> Todd Phillips, wasn't it Todd Phillips? He choked. Yeah, yeah, I think um, so. I'm making that up. I it think that's who been. it was.
0: I think it was. Yeah. Uh, Good
1: stuff. No. Just one yeah. more to fucking watch.
0: <laughs> Why not? Throw another shrimp on the barbie. Yeah, uh, we're talking about Africa, not Australia, Luke. Oh, they're the, they're the close, right? They're close enough. They're not very close <laughs> at all. They're, they're closer than we are.
1: Uh, not really. I think if you go. am <laughs> pretty sure if you go west from America, you're closer to Australia than Africa is east from Australia. <laughs> honestly. Could be wrong. Well, Those they're over there. <laughs>
0: <sighs> uh, oh! Time for some oh. comings and goings, Fat Mac. Oh, I was just coming, honestly. Yep, cool. and now it's time to go. Bye, folks. Nope, second-generation luchador Gino L. in Medina has signed an exclusive multi-year deal for for MLW. Court Bauer calls Medina a once-in-a-generation megastar in the making. Medina is 23 years old
1: currently, but made his pro wrestling debut at the age of six. I have not seen any of these matches, but after um, this news was broke, I went and looked up a few just looked up some information on him. I'm so excited to watch him wrestle and I'm going to be watching some uh, YouTube matches of his in the immediate future over the weekend because this sound um, he sounds awesome.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you've been if you've been wrestling since six, I mean, Rio's good. I, I'm looking forward to seeing how good this guy is. Rio's
1: good, and she's only been wrestling since thirteen. The lazy bitch,
0: <laughs> right? Half half as long.
1: Oh my gosh! Ah, <laughs> uh, pasty NY1 news traffic anchor and reporter Elise Zwick announced Wednesday on social media. That she's joined WWE to host this week in WWE. She also tweeted, "Beyond because d- 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 she had a lot of D's for some is reason." Is that like a is that like a jam at Power t- with all their R's? Actually, it probably is. <laughs> She's beyond thrilled to join the WWE family. And then she put question marks after that, which I don't, I don't get what that's Family?
0: Funny. Not sure. As long as it's not Tune the Wyatt family.
1: That- <laughs> <laughs> right? Tune in to WWE Network. I'll be hosting every week with your buddy, your pal, Scott Stanford. This week and WWE will air every Thursday night on WWE Network.
0: Yes, before um, the end of the wrestling week with SmackDown I don't on know Fridays. her. I
1: don't know her work, but good for her.
0: I've always thought this week in WWE was a useless WWE Network show and it will continue to be that especially with them having a studio Fox Sports 1 show which seems to make way more sense
1: yeah I've never watched it
0: no I think I watched it twice the network was new because it was new and I wanted to watch the stuff but right yeah
1: yeah. You'd think it'd be something that I'd want to watch because I don't watch Raw and SmackDown, right. so it's like, oh, I can catch up on what's going on. Yeah, but, but you don't Facebook. care about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You get better in shows aren't necessary, right?
0: Right. You get not slanted views of. Well, I mean, it's it's slanted, but it's slanted, multiple but it's perspectives of the same thing. Yeah,
1: you get multiple slants. Yes,
0: and that's where sledding is fun. Hey, and it's snowing right now. Let's go. I'm kidding. Because Squared Circle Sirens is saying that WWE has reportedly signed top indie women's wrestler Shotzi Blackheart. Blackheart posted her October schedule to Twitter and responded to fan comments on possibly signing with WWE. All Wednesdays are open, laughing emoji. LOL, if they need me, my DMs are open. There are no reports on if she was actually signed, let alone a start date. She is the current Shine Nova champion and the Sabotage War of Genders champion.
1: Yes, Pacey, Impact Wrestling announced Kylie Ray will be at Impact All Glory on October 19th in Marionette Park, Illinois.
0: Well, that's surely
1: not retirement. Yeah, an opponent is yet to be announced, though, and the event will stream on Impact's Twitch channel and feature wrestlers from promotions all over, including Ohio Valley Wrestling, which is a former breeding ground for WWE, Black Label Pro, Warrior Wrestling, Pro Wrestling Revolver and others. Now, besides that, Kylie Ray also has two new dates booked with her old promotion, Rise Wrestling. Rise shared on their Twitter feed that Ray will be returning to the promotion at their November 1st show, and she'll be at the promotion's joint event with Zero Pro Wrestling this coming weekend, probably by the time you actually hear this.
0: Yes, I love a joint event.
1: <laughs> I'll bet you do.
0: I don't like seeing Kylie Ray so all over the place when she supposedly retired to get out of her contract with AEW. But the business is what the business is. And if she surely wasn't happy, I also don't think she was a good fit for what they are building their division to be. Like she'd be in the in the same pool as the Joshi wrestlers, but yeah. I don't think she could really compete elsewhere. You know what I mean? Whereas the Joshi right. wrestlers can compete elsewhere. Uh,
1: it's it's just kind of an interesting it's an interesting story from It confirms my my theory just, more and more though. <laughs> I don't know that it does. I, I think, feel like um, it does. I feel like it kind of... It, it sheds some light to the... You'd almost think it sheds some light to the AEW promotion as to how wrestler-friendly is it. You know what I mean? Are they How women-friendly fr- is it? Obviously, these women coming over from Asia... They're happy with what they're getting, okay. Um, Brandy Rhodes is obviously happy with what she's getting. But are they, you know, you haven't had a decent um, woman. You still don't have really any women's uh, storylines going on. They're really not promoting the women's division like they said. And I almost think that maybe, maybe that's their problem, that the women are realizing, well, you know, they're more focused on tag team and spot monkeys. They're not really doing anything with the women. This isn't a place for women to go to excel in their craft.
0: I mean, it's just the beginning. And there has been multiple women's matches on each show
1: well, you can have matches, but they haven't had a story. Right. What I mean? And I get that. A and nothing honestly, a story. I
0: don't think Britt Baker resigns with AEW. I think she goes to be with her man on NXT after this contract is up. I agree. But that's
1: okay. Yeah. Oh, it is. I just don't I, I just don't think AEW is gonna be the um Women for the hot work. spot for women like it is for tag team. Which right. is fine. Everybody's gotta pick their niche.
0: Right. Mm, yeah. God, can we fucking just talk for a minute about Moxley versus Sean Spears this week?
1: Meh? Can we say meh? Really? I Sean expected so really much fucking more good. out of that. I expected more out of Moxley, but Spears was great. Spears was good, but Spears has always been better than what he's been able to show. And I like the Kenny thought,
0: Omega angle with the broom and the bat. And then, and then, the uh, cool getting cleaner. involved. It's going to be a good, I think, a, a triple threat match in the future, and I think it'll be a good one.
1: Yeah. I think the whole, uh, if we're going to talk about AEW, the whole episode was was good it was a a tv show episode but it wasn't anything that was like i think they need to make people want to watch it and i don't think there was a lot on that show that made me want to come back to it other than i'm a wrestling fan let me put it this way people randomly clicking through the channel are not gonna want to come back and watch it there wasn't a lot
0: Chris Jericho calling the rest of his stable the best friends in his entire wrestling career was a total eye roll moment.
1: dumb, yeah. <laughs> I do like the inner circle name. Yeah. I dig that. Yep, the t-shirt's pretty um, cool.
0: It, I think it, I mean, the symbolism to, is kind of wrong, but it's it's cool.
1: Yeah, they need to get rid of Sammy Guevara. He adds nothing to it. In fact, uh, I think he hurts it. I think I think as um, a heel, I think as a heel,
0: he's pretty perfect because he's the, he's got the face that every guy wants to punch.
1: So, no he so, doesn't He I just sticks he his tongue out That's it That's literally all he does is stick Even without his tongue it out. That
0: fucking the, His smile and shit I don't know I've known people That look a lot like MJF him In my life better- I've known a lot of people That look like him in my life And they don't stick their tongues out And that's just The kind, kind of face That I want to punch As a human being MJF so I has think that a Smug heel.
1: face That you want to punch
0: Yeah Yeah but he's also I I also make a, I'd make him like be my friend at the same time. I
1: wouldn't make yeah, Guevara be Fendi my friend. Guevara looks like the random <laughs> jobber and and but Guevara I, I is he
0: he I didn't have any hopes for him when they signed him, but since he has shown me he he's he's a capable heel. He's no MJF, but he is a capable heel and under the under the tutelage Again, of Chris Jericho, I think this can be really good for him. I think he's the first person to leave the group, but I think this can be good for
1: him. I'm not excited I think about eventually Andy, there's going
0: to be an angle where he outgrows
1: Jericho or some shit. The rest of them I love in the group. I just, uh-huh. I'm not big on him in the group. It was, was, was kind of weird, too,
0: that Jericho compared him to Eddie Guerrero. That was stupid. It was weird. Super Other than it was Eddie's birthday, if you didn't catch that. And-
1: Oh, yeah. And Jake Hager is – is he's yet to be determined. You know what I mean? Yep. I like him. We mentioned this last last week. He he just doesn't have the personality, but he has this – he's a bigger guy, at least for a.
0: The simple solution is just keep him as a muscle and don't put gold on him. He's yeah, not I, good I
1: with the And don't let him talk. I – I don't know. At least, at least in little spurts for now. Yeah, at most. Yeah, he's not good at docking. I mean, well, it's just... the
0: lisp? The lisp kind of makes everything hard to buy, but at the same time, uh, I like that I it's authentic.
1: That. I don't buy the lisp. I just don't think he says well, anything I want to hear.
0: It was the the lisp was the biggest thing for me when I fir- when he first came to WWE. I'm like, well, I, you're a big bad dude with that fucking stupid lisp. And it's like, I guess Brock Lesnar's kind of the same with his girly voice. but
1: Yeah, I think that's something you can actually build on. <laughs> mm-hmm. You could if he was a good talker. You could build. Yeah. Well, look at Dusty Rhodes. Get the fuck out of here, pasty. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Look at Dusty, Dusty Rhodes,
0: Rhodes. Yes, he could finesse it. I just don't think, I mean, obviously they're not the same person. Not even yes, close.
1: Obviously, Jake Hager sucks at promos and can't fucking work it, whether he has a list or not. And obviously, Dusty Rhodes, whether he had a list or not, was awesome at promos. I still
0: think Hager's a great get for AEW with him being now undefeated in his MMA career. Oh, two he's matches in.
1: awesome. I mean, he's, he's basically really
0: the, the, the Brock Lesnar
1: of AEW if you yeah, he's- went there. He's one of the best in the ring work, uh, wrestlers. He's got the pedigree, as you said, with MMA. He's bigger than. He's not huge as far as pro wrestling goes, but for AEW, he's big. He's bigger than Luchasaurus. Yep,
0: and they, they like to do these casino but, battle royales, and he's one of my favorite battle
1: royale competitors. Yeah, so in the I, game, from any I like w. him. I just I would get rid of Sammy Guevara. I and maybe they have something in in the cards for him that are going to make me eat my words, but right now eh, I don't need, right now he's the buff Bagwell of their old. Uh-huh. See,
0: the thing is, is everybody's <laughs> in this phase with him right now where they don't like him, but they don't see that that's the point. You know what I mean?
1: No, no. I, I don't like when people say that. <laughs> you should know that better than, than anybody else, Pacey. Because there's people that I know I don't like for the right reasons, and there's people I know I don't like for the wrong reasons. I mean, he's, uh, young. Guerrera, he's I young. just don't like because he that's, doesn't do anything for me. He's not entertaining. Miz is entertaining as somebody you don't You didn't like,
0: like Sammy G versus Cody? I thought that was a great match for the debut of NXT on uh, TNT.
1: Um, first of he's all, very fluid in the ring, and that's what first I First of all, I didn't watch the first episode because they didn't give me a reason to, and second of all, no, I don't want to watch either of them, because I'm not a huge Cody fan either, and he doesn't fucking f- come up uh, when it comes down to it, so no. I'm gonna say I didn't watch, didn't like the match, and I didn't even see it. <laughs> all right. Well, honestly, uh, No, I...
0: I yeah.
1: But, I know you're not a big fan on. of Cody. Yeah, I, I, I <laughs> like him for what he does, but yeah. <laughs> We need to move on to the injury report, though, no pasty. Yes, we do. Kicking it
0: off, Ember Moon will be out of action for a decent length of time, with either an ankle injury or even worse, an Achilles injury, which is Ooh. really nasty, as it can as it can leave a superstar out for close to a year. Yeah. An ankle injury wouldn't be nearly as bad. While WWE still hasn't come out to confirm the injury as of yet, Ember Moon is not among the wrestlers eligible for Friday's WWE draft, which does not look good for her unless there's no injury and she's going back to NXT, which then looks very good for her.
1: That would be great, but yeah, for somebody who they've really dropped the ball on, this doesn't help at all. This yeah, it screams Hideo Itami, you know. Yeah. Oh.
0: It screams Uh, a numerous amount of NXT
1: call-ups that were called up at the wrong time. It does. It does. And I think the problem is they don't, I don't think that they wean them in enough. I think they go from being in indies or whatever. It sees them in the ring and
0: likes their in-ring work, but never gets to know their character work, so never establishes that in their main roster career.
1: Well, that's true, but I'm talking just injuries alone. You go from working your indie dates or or whatever, you know, your New Japan dates or whatever, and then you go to NXT, and you don't travel. You work from Florida. You, every now and then, you go to a couple places that aren't too far from Florida, but nonetheless, you don't do a lot of traveling. You don't do you don't do six matches um, a week. And then they call to WWE, and then when they call them up to WWE, they do six matches a week. The first one's in New York. The second one's in Sacramento. The third one's over in Maryland. The fourth one's over in Oregon. The fifth one's in fucking Florida. And the sixth one's in Texas.
0: Yeah. And you got to get yourself to all those places. (laughs) Yeah, so your entire recuperation time is is crammed in a car. Yeah. Yep. Well, it, I mean, WWE is still cutting back on house shows, which is a good thing for superstars. Uh, I think they should cut them out altogether. I think it's pointless <laughs> all the way around. It's pointless. Yeah, I think
1: it's a good thing for superstars, and I think it's a good thing monetary-wise, because I don't think nowadays they make yeah, as much money Yeah, now they can afford house fireworks again. <laughs> <laughs> for now, while AEW is still so big. <laughs> Mm. I'll tell you what, the first fucking week that WWE NXT beats fucking AEW Dynamite, there's no more Pyro than NXT. <laughs> <is>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, we got him. Come back to Pyro. Did you see the new SmackDown set up yet? Yeah. No. Oh, I like it. Did you see the Raw one? The Raw is just, it's like a half pipe, basically. It, like, blends from the wall to the floor.
1: And, uh, I, I mean, i seen, I seen the, raw the one, Road stuff that they did, but I didn't see it where it was something actually, like, on it, no.
0: The Raw one's okay, but the SmackDown one actually has, like, um, standing 3D things with screens on them, like pillars, six of them, each getting smaller, and they're kind of, like, bracket-shaped. And and I I greatly appreciate a 3D entrance ramp akin to you know the SmackDown fist that was the best one of all time.
1: You know but what I do like the raw Casey, one is so flat. I don't even I don't think know. I don't even think I've mentioned this on this show ever. What I do like is when WWE on their pay per views, and I know it's only for the the viewers at home, but when they put those 3D images up during the yeah. entrances, yep. I think that's cool. I know, I know you the can bet that now the that they're doing pyro, that's going to
0: stop, though. <laughs> that's a one or the other thing.
1: I like that, though. I thought, that, and that can't cost any more money. It, that's would like be, it, would be, more. it would
0: be really cool if you could project it hologram for the audience in the arena. Nah,
1: yeah, I mean, I hear you, but yeah. I mean, you get but the vibe no, really off like the audience
0: that. that makes it better for TV. I don't know. Ah, ah, I hear you. It's subjective, but...
1: Speaking of better for TV, Sasha Banks is way better for TV, but she suffered an injury during her Helen in a Cell match, which we thought was amazing against Becky Lynch. According to PW Insider Pasty, Yes. Banks is dealing with a back issue and... Meltzer. Oh, shit. Meltzer. That must
0: mean Dave Meltzer.
1: Meltzer. <laughs> Dave Meltzer noted on Wrestling Observer Radio that Banks and WWE are trying to keep things hush, hush while they await more information on how serious the situation is. Meltzer adds that Banks is telling people she did not, emphasis on the did not suffer a concussion, but did not give any explanation on what else it may be.
0: Huh. Yep, let's, uh, let's hope it's minimal, because it's been good having her as a heel back on the scene. Oh, and, she just and got honestly, back? Honestly, yeah, any more of these gaps is just going to crush her career in WWE. For real,
1: because she just got
0: back? I feel like she's already been injured and out enough that WWE should have given up on her already. But like I said, I also think that WWE is is, is telling them they're going to build them up to be stars, her and Bailey both, and a bunch of other people, Rusev being one as well, and then pulling the the rug out from underneath them in the most horrible and uh, embarrassing ways.
1: WWE's got fucking piles of rugs in their fucking storage shed. It's ridiculous how many rugs they have sitting there just waiting to pull them out from underneath town. Yes. It's a fire. It's disgusting. It's like, a, it's like a fucking furniture warehouse fucking sale It's just amazing <laughs> They got um, They've got uh, Waving infl- inflatable arm flailing tube men All over <laughs> This just
0: sucks Just tube just men and rugs That's all it is Oh my god <laughs> uh, PW oh. Insider reports That Samoa Joe has been out of commission lately Due to a broken thumb There is currently no timetable for his return, but I don't expect Joe to be out for all that long. Obviously, this isn't a major injury, and he's expected to compete again soon, as soon as it heals up. And God, please send him back to NXT, too. I don't want to see him get hurt anymore. What I think is weird oh, is everybody noticed or, or everybody was outraged and boisterous about Bray Wyatt being improperly used throughout his tenure in the first run. But now yeah. that they're doing it to Joe, it's just like we're used to it. We should it's be sad. more outraged. I noticed it. he is yeah, better than we're, we're he's better it. than half the roster. Easy.
1: He's better than Bray Wyatt. He's fat. <laughs> he's he's literally he's literally up there with uh, AJ Styles and Seth Rollins. Yeah, he honestly. should be
0: he should be in your top like your top four guys. <laughs> yep. But uh, God, I think he's uh, one like three uh, matches.
1: <laughs> it's sad. It's yeah. it's but you know what? That's been his whole career outside of ROH. ROH seems to be the only... I hope he leaves WWE and goes to Ring of Honor and finishes his career in Ring of Honor because they're the ones that promoted him, made him a beast, made him a monster, heavyweight champion, pure champion, and it all went to shit after that. Yeah. Yep. It's sad. It is sad. Um, it's going to get more sad. Just, well, something else that's sad is Kushida re-aggravated the wrist injury that he had during the main event, loss to WWE UK Champion Walter. Oh my God! What a great match! Now, technically, on a day-to-day status list, so as great of a list or as great of a match as it is, <laughs> that's a great. Um, he's out, but he shouldn't be out for long. It's again a day-to-day.
0: Oh, that that list is almost list. as great as the list of Jerry. The best list. <laughs> Did you see that match? Go watch that match if you haven't seen that match. I have not seen that match, but I uh, might go. I, I don't watch WWE. Kushida took Walter or to NXT, fucking walls, man. But I will took him to that. the limits. It was beautiful. It was on NXT. It was the main event of this week's
1: NXT. <sighs> okay, I'm going to watch that tomorrow. Yes. Because I and love both of them.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was a match I never knew I wanted to see, and I loved
1: it. It was great. Well, you don't think of those two in the same sentence. Really, Kushida the Time Splitter is a completely different wrestler than uh, Walter, who is a very grounded pound sort of yep. German uh, Walter. And honestly,
0: I kind of expected this to be a squash match going into it, but it, it was a long match and it was a good match. Uh,
1: it's a good match.
0: Yes. We're not done with injuries yet, though, buddy. The not-so-immortal Hulk Hogan is set to undergo back surgery soon. That's right, folks. He needs a backyotomy. <laughs> But they're still hoping for one more match in WWE. The 66 year old Hulkster spoke with the Los Angeles Times this week and said he has had a hard time moving around these days which he blames on the seven unsuccessful back surgeries. <laughs> of course, all seven were bad.
1: It's not on him at all. It's the first seven no, back surgeries. That leg drop.
0: I think that leg drop is the root of the problem, my friend.
1: It had nothing to do with it. Oh, to be fair, Pacey, Hogan has said retro retroactively he thinks he should have used and I think I might have said this on the show before he believes he should have used a sleeper hold instead of a leg drop A because the leg drop obviously did so much damage to him but B because his gimmick was the 24 inch pythons and the leg drop does not utilize the 24 inch pythons at all but the sleeper would
0: (laughs) well that's the thing man The, the legs will do it to you you don't want to tussle with the pythons unless you're tussling with oh my god why do I blank on his real name Terry
1: Balea. Terry
0: Belea. How the fuck that never happens? Well, oh, his yes, penis. Unless, <laughs>
1: those pythons are a little bit less. <laughs> a little bit less. He doesn't have, his Terry Balea's pythons aren't as big as Hulk Hogan's Python's brother. <laughs> that's it. That's in a court fucking document. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> that's great uh, shit. I love it. Yes. I love Hulk Hogan. I've got oh, nothing negative yeah. to say about him. Fuck him. But,
0: But regarding one more match, Hogan said he's had talks with Vince McMahon about a ring return, possibly possibly at WrestleMania 36 next year. Hogan said, I talked to Vince, and I said I really don't know if I could live with myself, knowing my last match was with TNA. (laughs) Ouch! Ouch! Uh, And then Vince said, that's not the first time you made that mistake, buddy. Ouch Who does Hogan want to face in his last match If it were to work out Mr. McMahon himself he said And not Ric Flair like it almost seemed like Last week on Raw Two weeks ago on right. Raw Whenever the fuck on Raw that happened Uh Burr. Burr. Now we got a lofty Weekly elite dirt sheet Coming up for you folks So settle in
1: Wait a second, oh. second. Put the music Okay Okay So I, I, I I've heard this And most people know I'm a huge Hulk Hogan mark And I love Hulk Hogan I don't agree with what he said but to me, I that whatever, whatever. I'm not getting into that. So Pacey. I sat here and I came up with something that I have not seen anywhere else, and maybe it has been talked about, but I haven't seen it anywhere else. And this is what I want. So I have a storyline with Hulk Hogan planning on one more match. And we have WrestleMania thirty six taking place in Tampa. I am thinking forget Hulk Hogan versus uh, Vince McMahon part two. We've seen that. We don't need that. And Vince McMahon can stay off TV. Yeah. So I want to see a battle between two real Americans, two icons, two wrestlers who both called Tampa, Florida, their home pasty. Hulk Hogan Versus John Cena. Hey, that would be good. They're they're the two. I mean, you can only compare those two to each other, right?
0: Yep. And John Cena did just say his body won't let him compete for WWE anymore. So they're in the same boat, my friend.
1: They are. (laughs) But I would definitely have the match end, Pasty with John Cena it is, this is me obviously I'm, I'm, I'm booking in my own mind I'd have John Cena turn heel he rips off his shirt whatever shirt he's wearing and he has an HLR shirt but it's black and white in the NWO style <laughs> with the square around it and then I would have Hollywood on the back of that shirt written in the Hollywood yes. Hogan font Oh my God! The, does he everybody's spray paint wanted him too? Cena to turn heel. What
0: does he spray paint Hulk too?
1: Oh, I hope he does. He has to <laughs> with H L R. He has to do it. I just I think this. Everybody's wanted Cena to turn heel. You know, and obviously, just like Hogan, he first started his career as heel, but he made his name off of being a face and he hasn't turned heel since. Well, when Hogan turned heel with NWO, it was the biggest thing ever. Let's have Cena turn heel on Hogan and pull the same thing on him. Obviously, it'd be like kind of a one-off or maybe two or three matches. But, oh, if, if you're going to go out, that's a huge way to go out with Cena finally turning heel. Yeah. God, I just, I want it. I want it. I want it. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. But I want it!
0: <laughs> we will see. It depends on how fast they continue to crank out Fast and the Furious movies, I guess.
1: That's true. And how well any of these unsuccessful surgeries go over <laughs> <Right. laughs>
0: He goes to the unsuccessful back surgery clinic. Yeah. And now,
1: <laughs> I think we can does.
0: move into this week's Weekly Elite Dirt Sheet, and it starts with a two-tweet.
1: Tell him, Fat Mac. Woo! That rhymes. Yes. And so, we're starting this one off with what I think is a typo. I'm going to assume it's I a typo, it and I'm going to give AEW the benefit of the doubt saying a typo. <laughs> AEW on TNT. These are Trump
0: rally numbers right here.
1: Oh, my God. It tweeted, AEW Dynamite, 14 million viewers and counting. We've got ourselves a wrestling revolution, folks. Don't miss the next episode, Wednesday at 8, 7 Central on TNT. Now... Just to let you folks know why this is our two-tweet and why we think it's weird, they didn't have 14 million viewers, they had 1.4 million viewers. It's a big difference. Literally a a 14th of what they said. (laughs) This is a worse exaggeration than WWE almost ever does. Yes. This is a huge exaggeration. We're hoping that it's an accident.
0: If it is, um, it's a two tweet. If it's not, it's a Jerry of the week.
1: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 14 million my ass. But gotta to relax. be fair, 1.4 million on TNT is fucking right. awesome and that's huge and they did a great number and that is the largest number that um one of the I, I should say the first show they had was the largest premiere they ever had on TNT. They're doing great <laughs> numbers. We're not dogging their numbers. Right. We're just saying fourteen million is not one point four million. That's all we're fucking saying, right?
0: <laughs>
1: <clears throat> oh, what else do we got, pasty? Before we end this uh, this fun clusterfuck of a show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, on the latest "What Happened When" with Tony Schiavone and Conrad Thompson, Tony talks about his feelings and stories. Returning to TNT for the debut edition of AEW Dynamite. The episode features guest appearances by commentary colleague
1: Excalibur and EVP Cody Rhodes. It's definitely a a worthwhile listen, folks. Definitely. Tony Schiavone, a lot of us grew up with him being the voice of our our wrestling childhood. So, I think it's cool. Yes. There was also no other fucking... AW news, <laughs>
0: <laughs> which is probably a, a okay thing. I think you, you know, know this ain't no
1: news is good news, right? Keep,
0: keep it to the show, right, right. And I'm glad there's no bad news. That's that's exactly. the benefit. Exactly. Uh, I did listen to Chris Jericho with uh, with Luchasaurus this week. That was a good listen.
1: Is it a good one? I was debating whether I should listen to that one or not. You like that one? It was it was all right. I mean... Does it teach you anything? Do you
0: learn anything? You learn about his, his background and coming up and how he wasn't a dinosaur. He was a snake, but people kept Oh, my God! He wasn't Lucha. a dinosaur? No, he was a snake named Vibora in Lucha Underground. And the crowd just kept chanting Luchasaurus. Oh, yeah. So he he decided to take that on to himself when he come, came over to... Actually, I think
1: we've talked about that on this show, about how he wasn't a uh, luchasaurus. He was a Vibora as a snake. Yeah. But that's cool. I I think I'm going to try to go back and listen to that if I have time. There's so many. Oh, my God. Between all the shows we have to watch, there's how many podcasts, Pacey? (laughs) Yeah. Fucking insane. Yeah. It's a a healthy
0: diet for the moment, but we'll see how long that lasts.
1: And then these jackasses listen to our fucking podcast. What the hell is wrong? with you There's I don't so know listen
0: to right go listen to something else no don't and and, and, and while you're at it don't. go to, go to patreon.com slash cloud style and contribute to your favorite podcast host because we strive to bring please you do. a more entertaining form of news than any other organization out there
1: please do yes uh, pasty anything else before we uh, concur for this week This has been the worst kind of hell I've ever gone through.
0: Yes, and uh, next week is a whole nother dimension as we get through the WWE draft and and see whether or not Raw and SmackDown can be saved or whether they eventually get cut from Pasty's diet of trying to watch all the wrestling in the world. It's a big task. It's going to be
1: fun, man. still watches all of wwe shows plus so many of these other shows that we have i ain't gonna lie a fat mac as of right now i watch um nwa power mlw and i'm trying to catch as much of aw as i can
0: that's fair enough man those are the three Impact that i would wrestling. push to anybody
1: yeah, Impact Wrestling is also on my list of things that I tried to uh, put AW in. AEW Dark in too. Market.
0: Don't forget AEW
1: Dark. That was some good shit. Uh I watched I watched um I watched Jack Evans fall. That was it. That was okay. <laughs> really? Yeah. You messaged that was it.
0: me and said for for dark matches this is some good shit.
1: Well, either I did or didn't or I lied to you because <laughs> Uh, I just watched him fucking fall, and that was it. So either I lied to you, or you misinterpreted my text. It could be well, one or the other. I'm not gonna lie. It could be one or the other. I don't know which one it was.
0: <laughs>
1: it I was. Worth, lie,
0: it was worth the watch, and I would say continue watching if you get the chance. I mean, not much else goes on on Tuesdays.
1: Oh Nah, nah And it's bruh. it's
0: you know at most three matches.
1: I but that being said, folks, thank you very much for putting up with us and enjoying the worst kind of hell that we are able to bring to you, which I think was actually very enjoyable hell.
0: Yeah, yeah. Maybe it was the best kind of hell. Ah,
1: the best hell
0: ever. <laughs> uh, we got to do a live one from Hell, Minnesota next year after Hell in a Cell pay-per-view.
1: Hell, we need to find a bar there somewhere. <laughs> right. Do I'm yep. down with it. We could we, live stream
0: with the with the show going on, live commentary oh, from Hell, Minnesota. I'm, I'm completely
1: down with it. <laughs> we should <can> do that. <laughs> with that being said, folks, I of course am Fat Mac, and my name is Pasty,
0: and we will catch you next week, same bad time, same bad channel.